Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Good evening, and welcome to Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and I'm happy that you can join us. Amen? The Lord is moving mightily in this ministry, and as he's bringing us together to open our hearts to sharing tracts and the love of God with people who probably might not receive it. I pray that we find ourselves in a prayerful posture, asking God to touch the work that we are doing with our hands, the heart that will receive those words. Amen? You know, um, I once heard of a testimony through Shambach's ministry where there was this woman in a mental institution and they couldn't get this into her and they couldn't get certain items they wanted to get into the woman so that she could receive from God. But they could take candy to her. And so Shambach put his hand on the candy and prayed. And when they took the candy to the woman, She ate it. After a while, they began to see changes in her. And she eventually came back into her right mind and was able to leave the institution. So, saints, I say all of that to say this. Don't take this so lightly. God is wanting to move. And I do mean move. He wants to manifest his will and his presence and his power in the lives of those that we're going to touch and reach out to. So let us take this all the more seriously. You see, if Jesus comes on the next Wednesday morning, to be able to say, Lord, I did the part that you assigned me to do. You shouldn't be standing before him with tears running down your face going, um, I just didn't feel like it. That's not going to work. Amen? That's not going to work. So I encourage you to take this very seriously. Because a soul is serious to God. Amen? A soul is very serious and precious to God. We cannot afford, presume, that what we do is just passing it out and that's it. No, we're supposed to come before the Lord with a clean heart and a desire to see souls saved. Amen? That's what we're supposed to do. We're offering this to God as a vehicle to reach those souls. 
So I want to encourage you to see it in the light of the gospel. I want to encourage you to view it in the light of eternity. Because time is short. And we must view every opportunity that we have as though it might be our last opportunity to reach someone for Christ. You see, too long, the church has gotten comfortable coming to hear sermons that they don't fully apply to their own lives and saying, well, the evangelist's job to go out and win souls. No, that's not the truth. The truth is, it's the responsibility of every born-again believer in Jesus Christ. And so we cannot sit back and say it's somebody else's job. I'm too shy. I don't know how to do this and all those other things, okay? All of that has been taken care of, so you no longer have that excuse. Amen? So. At this point, you should about have your plan ready, what you're going to do. You're going to put your candy and your tract in a little Ziploc bag and pass them out to human, human beings, preferably little human beings or middle-sized human beings, but if not, big human beings too. Most of the human beings that I have met in my lifetime like candy. They like getting gifts and presents. So we are going to thank the Lord that they feel that way. And we're going to use that opportunity to present Jesus Christ and his gospel to them. You don't have to stand there and give them a long sermon or a sermonette or any of that. You don't have to cast out demons or any of that other stuff. You do have to hand it to them, though and smile, and look pleasant, and say, God bless you. Be blessed. How hard is that? I think you can do that. I'm certain that you can. You see, if someone else had not done something, you would not be saved today. Someone else had to do something. Yes, Jesus went to the cross, but there's some somebody else's in the program. And those somebody else's said something, did something, prayed something, believed something, stood for something. They did something to help you get into the kingdom. And now it's your turn to do something. Amen? It's your turn to do something. Now there's somebody who needs you to do something. You see, all of this coming to church, listening to the gospel, getting your demons cast out, it's for a purpose. In fact, it's, it has many purposes. It's multifold in purpose. But one of them is so that you will make the effort to step over self and circumstances, and reach out to others who need somebody to do something so that they can have an opportunity to enter the kingdom of God. 
So if you have not yet prayed for the persons that you will interface with, do pray for them. Pray for them earnestly. Put your heart into it. Believe God for them. Believe that God will touch them. You see, we have persons in this ministry that used to get those tracks, and they used to act just as silly and dumb as they could act. Today, they're in Miracle Internet Church. So you see, their efforts were not in vain. So I want you to take it seriously and treat God and this opportunity with the reverence that it is due and the importance that it plays in the kingdom of God. I would hate for you to be standing before God and little kids that grew up said, but you wouldn't hand me a track and they're going into hell. That's not a good idea. It's just not. So some of you have asked me for tracks, and I've, I've sent them to you. Everyone that has asked, I have, I have sent them to you. And I still have a few left, yes, but they're going to somebody, whoever asked for them. So I want you to take this opportunity seriously. I want you to believe God. I want you to use your faith. I want you to care from the bottom of your heart. Amen? Amen. That's what God is expecting. Amen? That's what God is expecting. Don't let him down. He didn't let you down. He hung on that cross till it was finished. All you got to do is pass out tracks and candy. You don't have to bleed for their souls. Amen? Amen. So we want to thank the Lord. I also want to thank all the people that come up to pray for the broadcast before it comes on the air. I truly do appreciate it, and I can tell the difference when you pray and when you don't. Amen. God is using us as the body of Christ to be functional, to do his will and to do his work. We're never going to be one of those churches that just sits back and hardly does anything. And when we stand before God, we have nothing that we can say we did except we came to church and ate fried chicken. We're never going to be one of those. Amen? We're never going to be one of those. We had a good time with the saints. We sang songs, and we ate fried chicken. No, we're never going to be one of those. We're going to have something to report, that people's lives were changed, that people were healed, they received miracles, they had demons cast out, we won souls to the kingdom, and we interceded. We stood in the gap. We did warfare. We asked for adjudications from the righteous judge on behalf of situations that were going on all around the globe, not just in our own backyard. We're going to have something to say when we stand before him. We're not just going to be the people, well, I went to church. Well, that was nice. 
so did Satan, by the way. Amen? We're going to have something to report. We have a report to give. I used to, I remember when when I was in a, a church that had a denomination, they would have church conferences. And every church in the conference had to go forth before the entire body and give a report of what they had accomplished in Christ, how many souls had been won to Christ, how many families, how many marriages, how many baptisms, and on and on and on it went. They had to give a report. They couldn't just sit there and just sort of exist. And so we're never going to be the I'm just barely existing church. That's not us. We are active. We are doing. We are moving in the spirit of God and in his power. And we're never going to back up. Amen? So if you were looking for the little church that just sits there and does nothing but sing kumbaya, you picked the wrong one. Amen? You might want to change your outlook. We might just be the crazy church you've been looking for. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Now that Pastor said all of that, I pray that everyone is doing well. I pray that uh, everyone is getting prepared. I pray that everyone is getting their little their little act cleaned up before the Lord because you know you got to close these open doors before you go out and challenge the devil. Amen. Well, Pastor, you've been preaching really hard on sin because you can't have that if you're going to go out and challenge the devil. The last thing he wants to give up is a soul. He doesn't care that people go to church as long as they don't actually worship Jesus Christ. So this is how we're doing it. This is what God has opened up to us, opportunities he's given us. Every opportunity he gives us, we're going to try to take it. Amen? Amen. I will not stand before the Lord empty-handed. I just refuse to. And I hope you feel the same way, too. Amen. Amen. So we're we're going to go on. Uh, Blessed good evening to all of our first-time listeners. I'm Pastor Sabrina. And... Congratulations, you found the different church. As I said to somebody else, you know, we're different from from other churches in a lot of different ways, not just one or two, many different ways. And I'm praying that more people will decide to join us because we'll be the kind of church they've been looking for, believing God for and asking him for. Amen? Amen. There is a grace on this ministry to actually do what Jesus said to do. And so we're going to walk and live in that grace. There's a grace on this ministry to actually do what Jesus said to do. So we're going to we're going to take advantage of that. We're going to do what he said to do. So, speaking of that, we invite our new listeners, to join us in our chat room. And our chat room is located on our webpage. Our webpage is www.miracleinternetchurch.com. 
Again, that's MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up on your laptop screen or your uh, tablet screen, whatever you have, across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Please do click that link. When the page changes, click Guest. When the page changes, sign in using your name, one of those that can be found on your birth certificate, and your greeting for the saints and enter. And the saints will respond to you with the love of God. Amen? If you happen to be on a cell phone, you may do the same. Use your browser to find Miracle Internet Church. Dot com. And when the page comes up, across the top, you'll lines against a black background. Click the three white lines, and you will find that it opens up all the other links to you. Click MIC Radio Chat and begin to follow the instructions that you just heard. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Feel free to invite others to join us because everybody needs the word of God. Doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian or if you came and fell away or got busy or whatever happened, everybody needs the word of God. There isn't anyone. Even babies in the womb need the word of God. You know, There once was a time when expectant mothers would spend a good part of their time reading the Bible out loud. You say, well, why would you do that? Well, babies can hear. That's why. They can hear in the womb. And they need to hear God in the womb. See, the word of God is active. It's alive. It's powerful. And it can heal an embryo in the womb. It can heal an embryo in the womb. It can redirect the course of that baby's life in the womb. And so expectant mothers were told, never get angry, never get angry. Well, there's a good reason, because when you get too angry, you draw demons. And they were supposed to spend their time in peaceful surroundings and atmosphere because it was conducive to the presence of the Lord. Amen? And they would read the Bible, and they would go to church. They would go to midweek service. They would participate in the service. Why? Because the baby in the womb, in the church, is participating in the service. I was that way. God did whatever he did with me when my grandmother took my mother to this little Pentecostal church around the corner from her home. And she told me that years later or else I would never would have known. She was remarking to me how completely different my personality is from my brother's personality and how my life was totally different from theirs. And this is what she connected it to. 
she said, it must have been those times when I took your mother to that little Pentecostal church around the corner. And I realized that not only her prayers and her fastings for me in the womb, but those events when I was in church in the womb initiated the course of my life, and here I am today. Underestimate the power of the word of God, saints. Don't underestimate the power of the word. You know, we tell you that you ought to listen to the word and play the word in your home or wherever you are 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And some of you have decided that that means I only play it when I'm sleeping at night. No. You see, when you come back home from being out in the world, when the word has been playing in your home, there is an atmosphere that is set there already, an atmosphere that the demons don't like. Some demons that followed you, will have to leave the minute you step into your home. Why? Because they can't, they can't stand that atmosphere that's in your home where the word has been playing continuously. The word has taken up the atmosphere in your home. It's supercharged with God. So we ask you, we tell you, we instruct you, Play the word over you 24-7. Some of you have jobs where they allow you to use those little headphone things. Play the word. It doesn't matter what person is next to you in the next cubicle or whatever uh, your work environment is. Play the word. It will affect you. Your spirit man responds to the word of God. Play the word. Play the blood song. It makes a complete difference in the atmosphere that surrounds where you're standing. Demons are having a hard time messing with you because the word is active and ongoing. But some of you sit there and think yourselves right out of that blessing. That's why we teach you to cast down every imagination and bind every thought. Your logical mind is going to fight against the word of God and his principles. And you need to tell your logical mind to be quiet and sit down somewhere. It's not God. Amen? The Bible says to walk in the spirit. And so you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh, but you're going to have to get your mind under control. You're going to have to start pulling those thoughts down. You're going to have to start binding every thought just like we've taught you because you won't win this war if you don't. Amen? Amen. So now if you want to be the overcomer that Jesus has called you to be and charged you to be, you're going to have to do these things. Amen? Some of you need to recast Sunday's message. How do I know? Well, you see, I was talking to some people after church, and I found out 
that some people thought the message was about other people being quiet. Other people don't need to say what they say. Some people thought that. Some people got convicted over one or two things. They realized they weren't a trash can and they didn't need to say certain things. Well, they need to recast the message. Why? Because a whole lot more was said than that. A whole lot more. God had a lot more to say. So if you think back to Sunday's message and you can only remember one point that was made, you need to go re-listen to it, and probably more than one. Because you are responsible before God for the entire message. You are responsible before God for the entire message. So if all you heard was one thing or all you heard was two things, you missed the rest of the message. Go back and recast. Amen? Amen. Amen. And when you listen, remember, God is not talking to the people that live down the street. He's talking to you. He's talking to you about you. Amen? Amen. The sermons that are preached here are to be applied to your own life. They are to be applied to your own life. Amen? It's not for others because others weren't here to hear it. God preached it to you. Amen? Amen. Now, also, I realize that there are persons who are, they kind of keep to themselves quite a bit. Because the people that are in their environment are very different from them, and they don't share the same lifestyle. But nonetheless, if you are going to influence people, you need to be friendly. Amen? You need to be friendly. If you want friends, you have to be friendly. You see, all of this word that's been placed in you, all of this gospel you've been exposed to, it's supposed to touch other people. But if you never talk to anyone, you never converse or interact or interface with anyone, it just stays inside of you. It doesn't go anywhere else. So I want to encourage you to begin to smile at people. And when the Holy Spirit says, say this, then it's time to open your mouth and say something. Amen? Amen. Sometimes, you know, we avoid people for the wrong reasons. So we have to lay our hearts before God. Amen? We're here to be used of God. God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things in him. So we're going to be used of God. We're going to prepare our hearts before the Lord, and we're going to allow God to use us his way. Amen? Amen. I want to thank him for it, and I want to thank you for being willing to participate. Amen. Where did I? Here it is. Amen. Jesus has said to us, my grace is for you. 
For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Heavenly Father, our gracious God, we thank you for your grace, which is greater than all our sin or sicknesses. We rejoice in the marvelous grace you have bestowed upon our lives. All of your promises are for us. We truly do abound in your grace, Lord, which is always sufficient for us. It's just what we need. Your grace, Lord, is enough in any situation. When we feel weak, we will be glad and glorify your name so that the power of Christ, our Savior, will rest upon us. Thank you for your Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who is gracious, gracious to us. Thank you for your willingness to impart his grace to us. Even though he was rich, for our sake he became poor, so that through his poverty we might be made rich and abundantly supplied. Thank you, Father. This is true grace in our lives, and we fully and thankfully receive it as a treasure which we cannot earn. It is a gift of your great love for us. Yes, we know your grace is sufficient for us, Father. By your grace through faith, we were saved. Your unmerited favor, your grace, your power, your love in our life has provided us with the wonderful gift of salvation. Like Noah, we have found grace in your sight, Father. Thank you so very much. Our Savior is your Son, Jesus Christ, who is also the Word of God. He is full of grace and truth. Thank you for allowing us to receive of his fullness, grace for grace. How thankful we are, Lord, that we have been justified freely by the grace of Jesus Christ. Because of your loving mercy and grace, Father, our peace is constantly being multiplied. Thank you, God, for the power of your grace, which always keeps us. We rejoice in your grace, Father. Thank you. You know, Lord, it's a good thing that you're our God. We wouldn't trade you for anybody. Amen? We wouldn't trade you for anybody. Now, saints, there's something, I have an assignment that I want you to do. Uh, Some of you have written me and others of you have noticed that uh, some people that we normally hear from are not in the chat room. And so we're going to pray for them. Amen? We're going to pray for them right now. I'm not going to call any names, but you may call names. For those of you who come up to the chat room regularly, you know who you don't see. Amen? So I'm not going to call any names, but I want you to. I want all of you to. And I'm going to pray in the spirit, and God's going to do what God's going to do. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, 
In the name of Jesus Christ, we lift our brethren and sisters before you. Rika rushunde de brisha de bro, kirishi de braka kurigise de brisha. Yarukula la ria sande de brike de rio rakakunde risite de bro. Salalario sunde de brisha de rio kurigise de brisha. Yarukula la ria sande rukunde risite rula la ria kai. Sharukula la ria sande risile de rio kusha. Isa mama 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 kurigise de brisha la rio sula. Rike di brusha la rio sande de brike kura. Rile la rio sunde de brisha la rio kurigise de bro. Lala rio kunde risite shikima. Andra brosa le di okuta yarko le di osute e risite la brisha la di okurkata yargese de rula le di onda roba baba brukutu reke de resele le di osunra brashata yiki buru la le di osundre brisha le di okura isha da le di okula le di osundre brisha le di osu argola le di a arko le di osuto rikesi rala la di okunda brasha la di akanda rigise de rida le di otoro brike de di osada de yakai yarikisa tara brake de di osa yarikisa tara manaka tara brosa le di asata tara bri rike de di brusha ki asata tara broha la le di asa rike de di brusha la di akaruga de resi Rule la dia kurukunda da brisha la dia runge di brisha la dia solare dia casa da brisha rike di brusha la dia sundera braku garukote de bri rala la dia sundera brisha da braka rinde rukutoro brisha la dia solare dia kutera brisha ta rike di esha mama 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 kutoro brisha la dia rike di brusha ki ala la dia sundera braka ka rike di brisha la dia si in jesus name god always knows amen and his grace is sufficient for us and for them. Amen. So we want to thank the Lord for them and give him praise for their their lives in Christ. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Okay, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the peace of God that's here. We're we're going into a storm, Lord, but you're with us, and you're leading us and guiding us and directing us. And so we're holding on to you, and we know that you will take care of us. And teach us and train us while we're doing it. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, God is in the blessing business. And we need to expect blessing. Amen? God is, God is always in the blessing business, and we should expect his blessings. We should be looking for them and expecting them. I had a wonderful blessing on Sunday night. What happened was on the way to, uh, as I was getting ready to leave to go to church on Sunday, the garage door decided it didn't want to work anymore. So I had to do what I could do and get on and go on to church. 
and I did. But once I got home, I still had to deal with the garage door. And so uh, I got a little, um, well, I won't call it that. I just wasn't happy about the situation. Amen? I, I just I just wasn't happy about the situation with the door. And so I came in and decided to eat some dinner. I figured that ought to help part of the problem. I needed to eat. <laughs> and as I was sitting, the Lord told me, that he was going to send somebody to help me with the garage door. And then I remembered a friend of mine that uh, usually gives me advice about the garage door if something goes wacky. So I said, I don't even know if this is still this person's phone number. So I called and left a message, and I texted that person. And so I figured after that I may as well take a nap in the chair. Well, guess what? Before I could get into that nap, that person called me, and we had about a couple of minutes chat, and they said they would come right over. They don't normally do this kind of thing on a Sunday, but they would do it for me. And that person came right over and uh, brought the little girl with them, brought the daughter with them, and in no time flat, the garage door was, it was back in order. And I was so pleased and so happy and so grateful and so thankful. Amen. You know, folks don't like to work Monday through Friday. But to get them to come on Sunday evening when they're relaxing with their kids, that's another story. Do you see? God is in the blessing business, so we should be expecting blessings from the Lord. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God is in the blessing business, and we should be expecting blessings from the Lord. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man. All his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timing, decisions, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, and orders. And we cancel all the demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their wicked powers. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of our witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, listeners, reporters, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, all electronic digital technology demons and their attacks, electromagnetic attacks, smart technology attacks, 
techno-paganism and mind control by the occult. We bind your attacks in Jesus' name. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, excuse me, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations which are demons. We bind Leviathan spirits and their attacks. Amen. And all brainwashing and kundalini spirits and their attacks, all water marine spirits and their attacks, sex devils and their attacks, unclean spirits and their attacks, passive devils, and their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust, and drone spirits in their attacks, all sorcery devils in their attacks, all seducing, womanizing, whoredom spirits in their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer, and their attacks. We bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, Louis bodies in Jesus' name, all sonic and audio weapons. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, mystic rituals in their intent. We bind all microwave frequency weapons, 5G and components, everything coming from outer space against us, through any orbit in Jesus' name against us, from any planet in any solar system against us, from any... um, Station that was uh, planted on a planet in the name of Jesus Christ from the satellite in Jesus' name through the cell towers and through our electronic devices in the name of Jesus. We bind you and we send it all back to you in Jesus' name. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, indigenous groups, China, Israeli, Palestinian. We bind Hamas. In Jesus' name, Russian, Chinese, Japanese, indigenous groups, tribal groups, covens of witches, warlocks, wizards, sorcerers, divinators, witch doctors, and such in Jesus' name. Binding every global cabal in Jesus' name. Binding every Kabbalah group. In Jesus' name. Binding every group that makes up the Illuminati and their message, their their uh, their management, their methods, and their plans, their agendas, all of their agendas, we bind in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the earth and they that dwell therein. We don't belong to global cabals in Jesus' name. 
We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind Caribbean, Latin American, black magic, and white magic. We bind Costa Rican witchcraft, Jamaican witchcraft, and all other forms of witchcraft. Whatever native witchcraft they have, we bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. All Haitian witchcraft, we bind in the name of Jesus Christ. Dominican Republic witchcraft, we bind in the name of Jesus Christ. Aruban witchcraft, we bind in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind hyperactivity, low levels of dopamine. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that has been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect. We bind all satanic ritual abuse devils and satanic worship and all witchcraft dedications. We bind... All the rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind the formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. Ferns of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting. The gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of injected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger. We bind food lust, addictions, and gluttony in Jesus' name. We bind we return to sender according to the covenant all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all re- avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, all blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us, and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, or in righteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender all witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website and app. Returning all Cameroonian, wizardry, black magic, juju, 
hexes, vexes, spells, and charms in Jesus' name, and all other occultic activities. Returning all Nigerian witchcraft, all tribal witchcraft, all Chaldean witchcraft, return from whence it came in the name of Jesus. All Spanish witchcraft, return from whence it came in the name of Jesus Christ. King and destroying our social and emotional and psychological ties with food and drink, which are displeasing to Jesus Christ. Binding superficial religious acts. Binding magic spells for love, money, protection. Black magic, white magic. Okay. Binding designs, candle magic, hoodoo, root work, lucky charm, high magic, folk magic spells. Binding the demons of energies, boomeranging their wicked works upon them. Binding on magical language, magic signs, magical patterns, even in numbering. Binding synchrony. Binding and caging Poseidon and all underwater demons, stripping them of their crowns and powers and returning it to Jesus Christ, binding Jewish magic mysticism, magic writings, magic artifacts, binding the essence of magic and Jewish magic by practitioners, amulets, bowls, precious stones, incantations, divining practices, magic spells and potions. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, make-believe, fantasy, fables, enchantments, la-la land, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressor and the spirit and the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditations, ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices. Lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you all in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. We bind the king of pride. And all of his underlings, we chain them with eternal chains under darkness, send them into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, idle mind, unfocused mind, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, violence, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, uh, Basilic, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, Isis, On, all false deities. Mammon, Atlas, Baphometed in 72, we bind you with eternal chains under darkness and chain you in Jesus' name, and we send you to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and signals, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the powers of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, vow, pledge, and pact. In the name of Jesus, we bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, 
the worship, the grips, Freemasonry. We bind the rituals of every secret society and the works of the affiliated organizations in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, and we disconnect ourselves from them. We loose ourselves from them and their powers in Jesus' holy name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind insanity and pride, work of error, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled. We return and loose the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus. We disconnect ourselves from and we command every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, and transferred to us to be bound and leave us now in the name of Jesus. All demons coming through our computers, through our electronic device, through our cell phones, we bind them and return them in any curses in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem and Israel and Palestine in Jesus' name. We pray for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially those who are being persecuted, Lord, and those who were left behind in Afghanistan or some other place. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Thank you, Lord. Father, we cover ourselves in the blood of Jesus and our mode of transportation. We thank you, Lord, that you're forever looking out for us. Whenever we, we pass roadkill, we plead the blood of Jesus. And so we plead the blood of Jesus wherever we see roadkill in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over the intrusions on the road that might cause us harm. And we lift up our vehicles before you, Father. And we ask, Ora la de Dios, Ora que a la de Dios, Ora la brique de Ruda de Diazar, Riquisa de la Broca de Ribiala de Dios, Ora, Rique de Rebrocha de Dios, Ola de Ocur, Riquisa de Ribrishiki, Rala de Ocunda de Brisha de Ocura de Ria. That you cover that area of our life, whatever our form of transportation is, whether it's a plane, a boat, a submarine, whatever it may be, an aircraft carrier, a bicycle, a tricycle, skate whatever it may be, uh, tennis shoes. We ask you, Lord, to bless it in the name of Jesus. 
We ask you, Lord, to give us a heads up on our vehicles if we have forgotten to do some maintenance or something is coming up that we have not scheduled. In Jesus' name, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. Thank you, Lord. We cover ourselves and all of our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all the demons of the night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams, and we command them to stay away. We ask for uh, your warring angels to protect us and our property as we sleep. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the mist. We thank you for warring, linking angels. We thank you for the praising angels that come whenever we're together to worship you, Lord. But most of all, we thank you for your very presence in our midst. Because the Bible says that where two or three of us are gathered together in your midst, there you are with us. So thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory, honor. We pull out. All fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, anything, any attack that the enemy has made on our flesh, we take we take a hold of it like we're pinching it, and we pull it out and fling it back in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. We pull out the fiery darts, the pins, the needles, the spears, the witchcraft, whatever they sent, it's gone back in Jesus' name. We cut ourselves free, and we uh, uh, destroy all ungodly silver cords and ley lines and sever from ourselves, all ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We break down, tear down, destroy walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, Warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, witch doctors, and such, and liars in Jesus' name. We break and destroy the power of their charms, love spells, vexes, hexes, curses, fetishes, psychic prayers, psychic thoughts, witchcraft, death, bewitchments, potions, jinxes, mind control, meditation, uh, fetishes, voodoo, magic, charms, sorcery, destruction, torment, pain, and sickness, psychic warfare and power, ungodly blessings, incense and candle burnings, incantations, evil prayer chains, chantings, crystals, hoodoo, root work, tribal rituals and sin, and anything not of Jesus Christ being sent to us. We send it right back where it came from in the name of Jesus. Lord, we return to sender, spirits of murder, Bitterness, hatred, wizardry, sorcery, jealousy, evil, and we destroy their works in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind any soul that they are using against us, and we paralyze their efforts in Jesus' name. We, t- we send back spirits of bondage, blindness, hate, fear, and heaviness. We thank you, Father for returning every evil work and every evil deed. We ask you, Father, as we forgive them, to deal with their souls, that they might find repentance before you. We thank you and we give you praise, and we release over the people of God the blessing of the kingdom of God 
in Miracle Outreach, Miracle Internet Church, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. So, tonight, our featured psalm is Psalm 35. Psalm 35. And our verse for meditation comes from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6. Our featured ebook is Deliverance, Schizophrenic Water Spirits Bible Study, The Shattered Mind. Amen? And that link is now in the chat room. Amen? Praise the Lord. Take advantage of it, saints. Amen. So tonight we're going to talk about in God's kingdom. In God's kingdom. Saints, as we begin our journey, there are certain conditions which ought to be set in order. There are certain conditions which ought to be set in order. So we will learn about the establishment of God's kingdom. Within our fallen nature, We have no capacity at all to believe in the true and living God. So he first introduces this faith into our hearts as a gift. He introduces this faith into our hearts as a gift. So if you'll join me in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. We will look at this. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. Amen. You know, when we were in vacation Bible school, when we were little, they used to give us a song to help us to remember the order that the books came in the Bible. But I don't think I remember most of that song anymore. Ah, God will bring it back. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith. Through faith. And that not of yourselves. See, that faith that brought you into the kingdom, you didn't, you didn't work it up yourself. It wasn't you. It was a gift of God. It is a gift of God. You see, the Bible says that in our natural flesh, we have, we have no ability to connect with God. We were cut off from him from the garden when Adam and Eve disobeyed and rebelled against God. And so the rest of humanity was cut off from that special relationship with our God, with our holy God, because sin cut it off. Sin and corruption 
and death entered in. So what do we do? Well, so then God has given faith to each of us to believe him. God, in his graciousness and loving kindness, has given us faith sufficient to believe him. But we must choose to use it. Amen. He's given us faith sufficient to believe him. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Romans, the book of Romans, chapter 12 and verse 3. For I say, through the grace given unto me. So in order to get this grace, it had to be given. Because we don't drum up grace on our own. We have not that ability. Through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Amen? I think that means all of us are going to have to get off this pedestal that we would like to put ourselves on before we tip over and fall. Amen? Soberly or seriously. We're to be serious-minded about this. According as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. God has dealt, he has given to every man the measure of faith. He's given to every soul enough faith to believe him. Amen. So when people tell you they can't believe this and that, no, 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 no. They won't believe it. They don't want to. I don't want to do that. I'm I'm going to rely on my brain. I'm not going to allow any other um, entity, any other spirit to have influence. No, I'm going to use my carnal brain, and I'm just going to do it with my own carnal mind. Well, that spells failure. That spells failure. And Christians have to learn how to stop depending on self and start depending on God in every situation, in every circumstance, in every decision. Christians must come to learn depend on God rather than to depend on self. Amen. And that is the truth. So we must choose of our own will to utilize, to activate the faith which God has freely given to us. God gave it to us. Now, isn't that love? Amen. Those who receive such a generous endowment from the creator may in the natural or physical sense be impoverished. However, spiritually, they have become the rich of the earth. 
And you say, well, Pastor, how can that be? Well, that that's born of the flesh is flesh. That that's born of the spirit is spirit. And the spirit realm is greater than the natural realm. So if you only have wealth in the natural realm and you have no riches, no wealth towards God, you're in a pretty poor position. Because when you leave this life, can't take any of that with you. It will remain behind. Also, you have so many more needs that money cannot do a thing about, that your influence and power cannot do a thing about, that only God can handle. So you're really quite impoverished. Amen. You see, carnal people look at poor people with disdain. They don't want to have anything to do with them. They want to move away from them. They want to put as much distance between them and impoverished persons as they can. But God looks at things quite differently, and we need to change our mindset to match God's mindset. We need to leave off what we've been thinking all of our lives or what we were raised to think that's not in line with the scriptures and begin to line our thinking and believing with God in the word. Amen? Yes, it's a process, but we can get there. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. I'm going to give you a second to get there. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. See, when you own the entire universe and every universe thereafter already, when you created it, you're rich, okay? The earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. The earth and they that dwell therein. Amen. It's all his. But though he was rich for our sake, he became poor. Well, how did that happen? Well, he came to earth and took on human flesh and lived here for 33 years as a human being. And on the cross, He became sin for us. He paid the price for the sin of every man. That that we, through his poverty, might be rich, rich towards God in particular. Amen? Saints, we become far richer than the financially rich individuals in this world 
who do not know our God. Job chapter 21, verse 13. Job chapter 21, verse 13. Job chapter 21, verse 13. They spend their days in wealth and in a moment go down to the grave. They spend their days in luxurious wealth and in a moment, they go down to the grave. Remember that. Amen? Then it won't matter how much you had or how much you didn't have down here. Amen. You know, um, remember uh, the, the story that Jesus gave us about the rich man and the beggar Lazarus. Lazarus stayed outside the witch man's gate begging. But Lazarus died and went to the arms of Father Abraham. He went to the bosom of Father Abraham. And then it was time for the rich man to die. The rich man ended up going into hell. And he was explaining to Father Abraham that it was it was he needed some water. He was being tormented down there. He said, Send back and tell my brothers don't come here. And Abraham said, Well, if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, they're not gonna listen if one rose from the dead. You see? For those that believe there is no afterlife, They've lied to themselves and deceived their own self. There's an afterlife, all right, but you have to be prepared to enter into it. Amen? Psalm 49, beginning with verse 6. Psalm 49, beginning with verse 6. Psalm 49, beginning with verse 6. They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches. And you know they do that. They trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches. None of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. All of their money can't buy a soul. They can't do a thing with it. They can't do a thing with it. Mark chapter 10 verse 25. Mark chapter 10 verse 25. Mark chapter 10, 25. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. So seemingly, riches can work as a disadvantage in this life. Well, what do you about this camel going through the eye of a needle, Pastor? Well, I explained that before, but maybe you don't remember. 
and the wall in the holy city, there's a wall, you know. And they have gates, huge gates, just different kinds of gates for different kinds of purposes. Purposes to let some things in and to keep some things and some people out. So they have what you call um, an eye gate, a needle. And you say, well, how does that work? Well, it's sort of like, um, it's sort of shaped like a bullet, but not with a pointed top. And it's just enough room for the camels to come through. Now, if you've never seen a camel in person, I have. And they're huge. And they have these big humps. But when they're carrying all that baggage, before they can get through this particular gate that's called the eye of a needle, they have to take all the merchandise, all the baggage, off the animal, and that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. It takes several people a, quite a bit of time to get it done. And then the the camel has to get down on his knees and make it through that small space, that small opening, and get to the other side. And then they they push the other thing, the merchandise through behind him. That's really how it works. And to tell you the truth, camels are not the easiest animals in the world to work with. Some of them have some pretty bad attitudes, like people. Amen? So God was explaining to them through a situation that they visualized on a regular basis, and they knew how strenuous and how difficult, how laborious, how time-consuming, how painstaking it was, to get the to get the camel to go through and the merchandise to go through and get them back on the other side and do this and do that. It was a real pain. Well, it's easier to do all of that, God said, than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. So it made a strong impact on them when he explained it in terms of their everyday experience. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, we must come to recognize that for all other riches, that all the other riches will eventually fade away. But this supernatural wealth from our relationship to God through Jesus Christ will endure forever. And we should we should appreciate it that way. Amen. Some of us still place too much value on this material life. And God is wanting us to shift that. We're putting too much importance on the natural life and not enough importance on the spiritual life. So God's calling us to growth and change. Amen. Amen. Then in response to the presence of faith in our heart, God gives us his kingdom. The word kingdom 
means the king's domain or the territory under the king's government or rulership. In this natural world, this includes both the landmass and the people who live in it. Now, those of you who live in the U.K., who live in the United Kingdom, you have a very good sense of what I just said. You understand that because not only do you have a kingdom, but you have a king. And you know how far the king's authority and rulership extends. Amen? So in Psalm 24, verse 1, Psalm 24, verse 1, it reads, The earth is the Lord, and the fullness thereof, the world, the whole world, and they that dwell therein. It all belongs to God. Yes, Hamas belongs to God. That's right. It all belongs to God. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 26. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 26. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 26. For the earth is the Lord. All of these people that want to talk about climate change, and this and that and the other. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Every flower, every petal, every buffalo, whatever it may be, your chickens, they belong to God. Your dogs and cats and birds belong to God. The grass in your yard belongs to God. It all belongs to God. And I think sometimes we we get off not thinking of it in that term. Inside the boundaries of a kingdom, the personality of the king dominates everything. Amen. The kingdom of God is a spiritual domain under God's authority. It is filled with his holy presence, and it is permeated or fully penetrated into every part and affecting all of the parts. So God's kingdom is fully penetrated in every part with God's personality. This is the reason that Paul affirmed that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because God is righteousness. God is peace. And God is our joy by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Romans chapter 14, verse 17. 
Romans chapter 14, verse 17. Romans chapter 14, verse 17. Amen. Romans fourteen seventeen, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but this is the kingdom of God, righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. These qualities or attributes are not ordinary human traits, but rather extraordinary supernatural expressions of the divine personality. Well, what is God like? Well, God is love. Well, I don't understand. Well, God is righteous. What do you mean by that? That means he provides right standing with him when you receive his son, Jesus Christ. He's our peace. He's our wisdom. He's our justice. All of these attributes God has. He's our our might. He's our power. All of these attributes belong to God. But they're not regular human attributes. They're not on the human level. They're on a far surpassing level, a supernaturally divine level. That's right. That's what God said. This means that the righteousness which can only come from God, that being in right standing with God himself, that peace of God, which is exceeding abundantly above and surpasses all understanding, and that joy unspeakable, All of these qualities flow out of the love of Christ, which far exceeds all of our knowledge. Why? Well, I'm glad you asked. So that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. God wants us completely filled with him. That's what he would like. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost, and he wants us filled through and through with himself. Amen. Saints, it is very necessary for you to meditate on what is taught here to gain proper understanding. You have to sit back and think about it and ask the Holy Spirit to open it up and cause it to bloom for you so that you come into an understanding and it's not just words to you. 
If you fail to meditate on what is said and apply it to your own life, you fail yourself and your faith. All right, Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. And being found, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness. You know my own righteousness. I'm not as bad as I used to be, God. I'm doing better. That's my own righteousness. That's what that is. I don't do what so-and-so does. That's your own righteousness. Oh, well, I give to here, and I give to there, and I give to the other. That's your own righteousness. Not having my own righteousness, which is of the law. Well, Lord, I cross all my T's and I dot all my I's, and my commas and periods are in the right place. That's your own righteousness. Amen. But that which is through the faith of Christ, depending solely on Jesus Christ. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. The righteousness which is of God by faith. And how did you get that faith? God gave it to you. Your righteousness has to be based on your faith in Jesus Christ and what he did for you on Calvary. Amen. Remember, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. He received that status of being in right standing with God because he believed God and acted on it. Amen? Amen. So Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, your hearts and minds, through Christ Jesus. Now, saints, I want to tell you, before that day, when I found my brother dead on the sofa, I thought I knew what the peace of God was. And I did to a great degree. But not like I discovered it on that day. <coughs> on that day, I discovered that my emotions did not have to rule my life. I didn't have to fall apart. I didn't have to burst into tears. I didn't have to disintegrate. I didn't have to flip out. None of those things. I didn't have to have uncontrollable crime. None of that. None of it. Not any of it at all. Not one bit. 
I could continue on normally, normally, as I'm going through the steps of notifying my parents, which are upstairs, that they need to come downstairs. When I call for the police, when I call his physician to say he's not coming in that day, for the for the uh, procedure that was set for him to endure. When I call other people and say, tell everybody, my mom is not going to do that tour today because my brother has died. Through all the things that I had to go through through that day, God's peace enveloped me. Because everyone that I notified went into shock on me. But I couldn't fall apart. I had to stay in Christ. Amen? So when it's your time, God will be there for you too, whatever your um, traumatic situation might be. God does not leave you. He's right there with you in the midst of it all. But see, you've got to believe that. You've got to believe that. First Peter, First Peter, chapter one, verse eight. First Peter, chapter one, verse eight. First Peter, chapter one, verse eight. Whom having not seen, ye love. You haven't looked at Jesus. Stood right there looked at the nails in his hand, sat down and ate fish and biscuits with him. Having not seen ye love, in whom though now you see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. When a person has their sins forgiven, There is a joy that comes up, that springs up from within them, completely takes them over. And some of you have experienced that. Amen? You're not the same anymore, and you know you're not. Declaring and establishing the kingdom was the emphasis in Jesus' teaching from the beginning to the end. He came out of the wilderness preaching. Matthew chapter 4, 17. He came out of the wilderness preaching. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom that comes down from heaven is here now. You've been waiting. You've heard them talk about it in the synagogue. You've heard the prophecies of the old prophets and the ancients. And now I am saying to you, repent. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And we need to hear it afresh 
Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near us. It's here with us. Amen. This was Jesus' leading statement of his Sermon on the Mount. His Sermon on the Mount? Yes, he gave Sermon on the Mount. He believed in that, you know. Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed is the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. In other words, humble persons are extremely fortunate. Humble persons are extremely fortunate. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs by gift. Amen. The kingdom of heaven is given to them. James chapter 4 verse 6. James chapter 4 verse 6. James chapter 4 verse 6. James chapter 4 verse 6 But he giveth more grace Okay, so you messed up So you need to ask for mercy You need to ask for forgiveness You need to ask for grace You know, sometimes we find ourselves In situations that could become a pickle so to speak, it's it's at those moments that we need to just for a moment ask our Father for more grace. Well, what do you mean? Okay, I'll give you this example from way back when. I was in Tallahassee with a friend of mine, and she needed to check in to her room at the motel. And so the people couldn't find her registration. They couldn't find her registration. They couldn't find her registration, and they couldn't find her registration. She'd already paid the deposit, but they just couldn't find her registration. No, they couldn't find her registration. After 30 minutes, they couldn't find her registration. And I could feel myself, excuse me, feel myself, becoming a little tense and agitated. So at that moment, what I did say was, Heavenly Father, I need more grace. I need more grace to go through this moment giving glory to you. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And I got it. The frustration that was approaching me, I could feel it coming to me. The annoyance and the irritation, it took off. I sailed through the situation, and they found her registration. Amen? Now you get the picture? Grace is for every single moment. Amen. 
Grace is definitely for the moment that you want to strangle your kids, trust me, regardless of their age. You know, here they are grown in their 30s, and you're in the bed asleep. You've been asleep for hours, and then the phone goes off, and you got to go through pulling yourself out of sleep and reaching over for the phone. And it's the policeman, and he's telling you that he's just had to arrest your kid over some foolishness, some foolishness that teenagers do. You know? It's a real world, real scriptures, real God, real power. Amen? And so now not only do you have to get up and give up your much-needed sleep, you have to deal with a situation that you really would rather not have to deal with at all. For every single moment, it's for when you're about to drop something and it's about to slip through your hands as you're trying to hold the refrigerator door open. It's for every single thing. It's for every single situation of life. Grace is for every situation of life. But he giveth more grace. You can't run out of it, you see. Wherefore, he saith, God resisteth the proud. Those are too haughty, too arrogant. I can do it myself. I can handle it myself. I don't have to call on God. You know how it gets. I know it, and I got it, and I can do it. But giveth grace unto the humble. Well, if you want God to move in that situation, as soon as you get off the phone with the police officer, you need to say some prayers right then and there. You need to ask your father for grace. You need to thank him for it. So the move of God starts when you open your mouth. Amen, amen. Praise God. You know, we all have somebody we're attached to or related to that doesn't see things the way we do. Amen? Amen. Jesus often said that the kingdom of heaven is light. Well, in Matthew chapter 13, verse 31, he said, another parable put he forth unto them, saying, the kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed which a man took and sowed in his field. He gives you an illustration of what the kingdom really is like. So you don't have to wonder, well, this kingdom in heaven, what's going to happen? What's, what's, What's it like? I can't figure it out in my head. He gives you a picture so you can see. He pulls back the drapes so you can see what's going on on the other side. Amen. In Matthew 13, verse 24, he said, Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. He explains that to you. So when God tells us, that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, 
we come to understand God's attributes, his qualities, and that his attributes, his qualities, his personality completely permeates the entire kingdom of God. He has the dominion. He has the rulership. Finally, after rising from the dead, Jesus spent 40 days with his disciples speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Acts chapter 1, verse 3. Acts chapter 1, verse 3. Acts chapter 1, verse 3. To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs. He gave them proof that it was actually him that was uh, that had risen from the dead. He proved it to them. says many infallible proofs. Being seen of them 40 days, king of the things pertaining to what? The kingdom of God. Amen. That's what he talked about. In the scripture, the statement the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven are closely related. They describe the the same kingdom by referring to the one who rules over it or the place from which this kingdom is ruled. It originates in a heavenly realm whenever it manifests or is displayed on earth Divine, heavenly influence spills over into earthly affairs. The influence of heaven spills over into earthly affairs. We usually call that a miracle. This is why Jesus taught us to pray Matthew chapter 6 verse 10. Matthew chapter 6, verse 10, verse 10. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom of God to come, God's will to be done in earth, as it is done in heaven. Well, what does that mean? Well, that means that in heaven, everything goes God's way. Everything, simply everything. And Jesus taught us to pray this way. So that what the Father wills is what actually is done in the earth. When we present adjudication, when we present situations to the righteous judge for his righteous judgments or adjudications, this is what we're asking for. We're asking God to so judge and so intervene because, you see, once a judge releases his judgment, it has to be executed. 
That's what an adjudication is for those of you who haven't looked it up yet. It's a judgment from the righteous judge that must be executed. And in order for that to happen, we're saying for his will to be done in earth, in these type of circumstances, just as it's done in heaven. Amen? Praise the Lord. I'm I'm glad we're making it this far. Praise God. So, in the New Testament is recorded the conversation which Jesus had with a Jewish leader, Nicodemus. Jesus said to him, Amen. In the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 3. In the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 3. The word in Greek for again actually means from above. So Jesus answered and said unto him, said unto Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again or born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless a man is born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. At the precise moment we were born again or born from above, we received a new spirit from above. At that moment, we were delivered from the power of darkness and translated or changed from one position and condition to another. We are instantly removed from one state of being to another. Once true believers of Jesus Christ are translated into God's kingdom, they inherit all the blessings that fill this dimension of existence. When Jesus sent forth his disciples to preach, they declared that the kingdom of heaven is now here. So heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, and cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Amen? Freely you have received, so freely give. Amen. In other words, Jesus is saying, tell them God can reign as king in their hearts. Tell them they can experience his spiritual kingdom. Tell them all the traits that kingdom of that kingdom can overflow into their lives. Then show them tangible proof of the practical and powerful ways this kingdom living is evident. This is still the will of God for those who are rich in faith. Amen? Amen. This is still the will of God for those who are rich in faith. Amen. 
Amen. So, in James chapter 2, verse 5, we find the following. James chapter 2, verse 5, we find the following. Hearken, tension with the desire to obey. Hearken, my beloved brethren. Hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised to them that love him? Yes, he has. Yes, he has. You see, when Jesus told him it was easier for the camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God, they were shocked. They said, well, who can? Who can enter? You see, their thought process would have been that a poor person wouldn't be able to enter in. That would be the natural way of thinking. But Jesus is saying that's not the way it is. Not at all. That's not his perspective. Amen? The humble, those that have been, even those that have been crushed by life circumstances, stand a better chance of coming in than those who are riding high and think they have no need of God whatsoever. One thing about difficult circumstances and trials and tribulations is it helps you to remember that you need God and how much you need him. Amen? You know, there's one way you pray when you're you're broke or when there's a traumatic situation, or when there's a crisis. But there's a different way you pray when everything is going just fine. I want you to remember something. Always remember that you need Jesus Christ. Whether things are going well or maybe not so well, according to your opinion. You know, Paul said, I have learned in whatever state I am in, Therewith to be content. See, God doesn't leave you when you get wealthy, and he doesn't leave you when you go broke. I know. I know about things like this. God doesn't walk out on you. Now, you can walk away from him, but he isn't going to walk away from you. Your friends might leave you, but God isn't. There are friends that will leave you when you're broke, and there are friends that will leave you if you become rich. It works that way, Saint. It really does. It really does. But God won't leave you no matter where you are in the picture. God loves you. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So I want us to remember that no matter What your circumstances look like, and no matter what you're facing, you are in God's kingdom. His personality permeates your world, but you have to come out of the carnal world, the natural way of thinking, and relate to your God and his kingdom. Amen? 
Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Ooh, amen. Amen. Well, praise the name of the Lord. Amen. So, we are now requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Hold on. Let me go to the right one. Amen. Let me go to the right one. Ah, it's later than I thought it was. Amen. Here we are. The Windy City, Chicago, currently has 11,000 illegal migrants in shelters and a further 4,000 still sleeping on police station floors or staying at airports. That is not a safe situation. Chicago's illegal immigrants are now eligible to receive up to $9,000 in rental assistance under a new state-run program, which includes money to help furnish their new living quarters as the homeless population of Americans living on the city streets continues to soar. You heard it. Deputy Chief of Staff Christina Zaya said that taxpayers should expect to be on the hook for housing and furnishing the city's illegal population for at least half a year and that the amount handed over varies by circumstances. So they're going to make you pay for this illegal immigrants that you didn't say could come in to begin with. That rent lasts for six months, and ideally, people would have started their legal process, secured legal work authorization, and be able to sustain that apartment. And so the cost, or I guess the payment toward the landlord, is based on market rate. It's based on the configuration of the pyramid. How many rooms, where it's located, all those things. And so it varies from place to place, he said. The state of Illinois has contributed $38 million to the program, while the city has allocated $4 million. According to officials, the plan includes funding for both rented apartments and homes for illegal immigrants and includes assistance for both moving in and money to help set up the new apartments, according to the report. Hmm, isn't that interesting? The new program is on top of additional funding that has already been set aside to help illegal immigrants. In May, the Chicago City Council announced that $51 million in financial aid from the budget would go toward addressing the flood of immigrants. So they're going to take the money Chicago and surrounding areas pay for taxes, to use it for the illegal immigrants. Chicago is enduring a mass influx of illegal immigrants. Last week, 41 new buses of illegal immigrants arrived in Chicago, bringing the total number of migrants in shelters to 11,000, with 4,000 still sleeping on police station floors 
and staying at airports. Now, I want you to know, if you live in Chicago and you're an American, they're not going to let you sleep on the police department floor. I, I just want you to know that. Meanwhile, residents who see their fellow Chicagoans still living on the streets are outraged over what they consider a criminal misdirection of funds. Tyrone Muhammad, executive director of ECCSC, a Chicago-based group promoting social change, said that Chicagoans should be the priority excuse me, and are in dire need of the limited resources being delegated to illegals. These officials are worried about these illegals when we have our own people out on the streets starving and struggling to find shelter, said Mr. Muhammad. Go on a walk down our streets and see them for yourselves. This is disgusting. Instead of helping our own people, we are going to send these limited resources to the people who broke the law to help them furnish their new home, added Mr. Muhammad. An estimated 68,440 homeless Americans are living on the streets of Chicago, according to the most recent data from 2021. And in the past two years, that number has grown according to the Chicago Coalition of the Homeless. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson said the city is reaching a breaking point and needs federal help. Let me state this clearly. The city of Chicago cannot go on welcoming new arrivals safely and capably without significant support and immigration policy changes, Mayor Johnson told the reporters at a news conference last September feds haven't sent any money. However, no, they sent it to Ukraine. However, Mr. Muhammad says that the crisis was created in part by Mayor Johnson and other elected officials. The priorities of our leaders to continue putting them above our own people is insane. And people are getting angrier and angrier every second of the day, said Mr. Muhammad. The office of the mayor declined to comment. For several months, residents have also opposed the influx of illegal immigrants being relocated into their neighborhood. Tensions boiled over last month when more than 200 residents filled an emergency community meeting to express their outrage over the city's plan to relocate up to 300 illegal immigrants to the Chicago Lake Shore Hotel. I don't want them there. Take them someplace else or send them back to Venezuela. I don't care where they go, shouted resident Doris Lewis, according to footage acquired by Fox 5. This is wrong. You got 73% of the people that are homeless in the city are black. And what have you done for them? Other residents threatened that if the city didn't act, They would take the law into their own hands. They disrespect us, rob us, harass us, one woman said to the news people. We're going to take over. Nobody is going to be able to stop us from what we're going to do to them. Further, the Windy City has also been plagued by another uptick in violence. 
As of August 31st, Chicago police claim they have responded to 1,677 shootings and 418 homicides this year, according to officials. The flood of illegal immigrants who have newly arrived in the city is contributing to the sense of lawlessness, according to Mr. Muhammad. It's a free-for-all, Mr. Muhammad said. Our streets are a literal war zone. Our men and women are being murdered every day as our officials continue to look the other way or pretend like they can't see our community while they focus their time and energy on making sure the illegals are comfortable. That will be reason number one why Mayor Johnson will be a one-term mayor, he added. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudication in such matters. Amen. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a community in Escambia County, Florida, is seeing an increase in squatting activity as homeless individuals camp on private property with little repercussions, according to witnesses. There are so many people going back and forth, it's ridiculous. Brent, Florida resident Gwen Gibson, told the Pensacola News Journal, I've been on the phone with code enforcement and the sheriff's department. There are at least 15 to 20 people constantly walking down my driveway to get to their camp to buy drugs, prostitution, whatever they're doing back there. Gibson lives next door to a plot of land owned by the Merrill family, which has been the site of homeless encampments in recent years, the Escambia County Magistrate ordered the Merrill family to clean up the tents and trash by April of this year, which was delayed for months until August when local business businessman Call Your Merrill began removing the debris and forcing some of the campers off the property. Merrill said he will now remove the squatters by whatever means. Okay according to the Pensacola News Journal. He has also posted no trespassing signs on the property as well as security cameras, but has not yet called the sheriff's office to trespass the people, according to the outlet. We've been working on another project, hoping they would go ahead and move on their own, but actually they're not going to do that, said Merrill. So we are now making this a priority to get in compliance with the county. Gibson, however, said that the issue has only gotten worse since August, with more people showing up to the land every day and reportedly cutting across her property to get to the Merrill land. We had it solved when he cleaned it up and most of the people left, she said. Now, once again, everybody keeps blowing smoke. All Merrill has done is make it a real nice place for them to live. They, the longer they wait to move people, the more people who come. Gibson relayed that the squatting and homelessness issues near her property has even led to sickening scenarios. 
some of the squatters allegedly used a tree on Merrill's property as a bathroom, which Gibson could see from her kitchen window. When hired crews worked to clean up the property back in August, she said some of the workers became sick over the job. Gibson added that she also deals with constant trash and fires built by the squatters near her fence line and has even found people passed out from drugs or fights laying on her property. Other residents and political leaders in the area say that homelessness and squatting issues are getting worse. That's the biggest number one problem in the county. Escambia Commissioner Mike Kohler, who represents District 2, told the outlet, there's no other complaint I get more than. What are you doing about the situation? And I know the other commissioners have been getting it too. Escambia Senior Natural Resources Manager Tim Day said the issues worsened during the pandemic when people living in tents were not removed by the county in an effort to not spread the virus. They said that the campers became more emboldened and were less inclined to hide, the Pensacola News Journal said. Before COVID, they would have been deep in the property and there may not have been as many, they said. They would have been working hard, their encampment hidden from everyone, so it's not so it's just not in your face. That's the result of what happened with COVID and the new normal that developed during COVID. Gibson said she has been dealing with menacing interactions with the campers near her home due to her speaking out, including men armed with machetes allegedly standing near her property and staring at her when she leaves her home. She added that she has received angry phone calls from homelessness advocacy groups and got into a screaming match with a church group when she denied allowing them to cut across her property to feed the squatters. The church was wrong. I've been dealing with this for years. I feel very unsafe, Gibson said. It's been hard, and sometimes I think I can't take it anymore, but I'm not giving up. I haven't done anything wrong. Why should I have to leave? Now, Ms. Gibson is an elderly lady. She shouldn't have to put up with this. She should not have to put up with this. Amen. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning local rental aid and social service organizations are seeing worrying trends as the number of eviction notices climbs in the Duval County court system. For one, they say, people are signing up for leases they clearly cannot afford. Candace Bredert, president of the Society of St. Vincent de Paul Oceanside District Council, says the local branch of the organization has seven volunteers that serve as caseworkers for its rent assistance program, fielding several calls for help per week. Lately, it's been worse, she said. 
the volunteers have noticed a trend. We're seeing some of the newer apartment complexes are allowing people to come in that don't even qualify to pay the initial rent, she said. You know, a 2000 or one hundred a 1,500 apartment is a lot of money for somebody that doesn't have a job. She says just four years ago, there was no way someone could sign a lease on an apartment without a job. But based on what she's seen lately, that's changed. We're seeing more and more that they're letting them in and then boom, she says. Some of them are going one month now before they're putting in eviction notices. Lori Richards, executive director of the nonprofit Beaches Emergency Assistance Ministry, says her organization is seeing more of a different trend that also could lead to more evictions. More cash-strapped tenants are re-upping leases for a new year, knowing it probably is not a long-term reality for them. When it's a renewal, you know, it's a little different, Richard said. You can sort of see the handwriting on the wall. You know, how long are they going to be able to keep up with a rent that really exceeds, you know, 40, 50, 60% of their income? When the tenant gets behind in rent, the property management company first sends a three-day notice to collect the past due amount. After the three days are up, that company can legally file an eviction notice with the clerk of court. Once that occurs, local legal experts say choices become severely limited. Once an eviction notice is filed, the mere fact that the court document exists can be a hurdle, no matter the outcome. When Nikki Colton got her eviction notice back in 2022, she froze. The 39-year-old single mother of three, three knew what the document was, but she was torn on what to do about it. Colton was behind in rent, and she had five days to respond to the eviction summons. She had only two choices at that point, according to the court document pay what she owed to her apartment management firm's attorney or deposit the same amount with the clerk of course court to contest the notice and did not have the funds. So she stayed at the apartment with her children for as long as she could. About a month later, the court delivered a default judgment in favor of her landlord, along with a notice to vacate. Colton's reaction or inaction, a typical in eviction cases, says Michael McGrath, who is part of the seven-part volunteer team at the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. The worldwide organization that has a chapter in Jacksonville Beach helps provide funding and financial planning to those who are behind in rent payments. We sit down and talk with people just like Nikki all the time, McGrath said. I would say 90 to 90% of our cases are people like Nikki who have waited until they've already gotten an eviction notice or a third notice from the company 
and they're kind of panicking. Generally, McGrath said, the society's volunteers try to prevent it from getting to that point. The court process for evictions in Florida doesn't follow typical civil case rules or procedures. The time frame to respond to an eviction notice compared to a typical civil complaint is much shorter, five days rather than 30. Even if Colton had wanted to challenge her eviction notice, she would still have needed to provide the rent that was due to the clerk of court and ask for a legal hearing, and even then there was no guarantee that Colton would have a day in court. There is no initial hearing or call docket in Florida for eviction, for eviction cases, unlike small claims cases or unlike other states, says Mary DeVries, an attorney with Jacksonville Legal Aid who works primarily with tenants living in subsidized housing. First, you have to both, number one, timely file a response that raises a defense, and you have to, two, deposit rent where required. In other words, Colton could have received a hearing in her case only after paying what she owed, but even then it wasn't guaranteed, mainly because not having enough funds for rent isn't a legitimate defense to prevent eviction, attorneys say. More often than not, attorneys for the landlord request and receive a default judgment in favor of their client. Most tenants facing eviction due to non-payment don't even get to speak to a judge in an eviction case, she says. A high percentage of eviction cases end in default payments for possession. Even if a tenant posts the rent into the court registry, there is no law requiring the landlord to let the tenant remain at the property. Many states have pay-and-stay provisions, but Florida doesn't. The deck is surely stacked against the tenants who are unable to pay rent. On top of that, legal resources for tenants facing an eviction notice are extremely limited compared to the demand. Across the state, attorneys volunteer with nonprofit agencies such as Jacksonville Area Legal Aid try to help people stay in their homes. But those pro bono lawyers are few. That means in Jacksonville, most tenants facing an eviction notice, unable to afford lawyers of their own, must represent themselves. We do not have enough lawyers to meet the needs of Duval tenants, she says. We have to ensure that we can competently represent the tenants whom we do offer to whom we do offer was more was one of more than 14,000 tenants who received eviction notices in Duval County covering 17 northeast and north central Florida counties JALA's housing unit has just five full-time attorneys and a few volunteers who tackle a wide range of housing issues, from evictions to housing discrimination and rental maintenance compliance. 
Last year, she says, the combined offices opened 2,313 cases with 1,980 in Duval. For the vast majority of tenants who must tackle eviction filings alone, JLAL has provided self-help pamphlets, information, and forms. They include an explainer of the eviction process as well as an overview of tenants' rights. Once an eviction notice is filed, the mere fact that the court document exists can be a hurdle, no matter the outcome. Some states let tenants seal or expunge tenant eviction records, but Florida doesn't, she said. Prohibit landlords from using eviction records in rental application decisions, but Florida doesn't. So it remains likely that a future landlord will spot a prior eviction, she says. Consumer reporting agencies create tenant screening reports, which can include rental and bill-paying history, as well as eviction lawsuits. Generally, information about eviction lawsuits can be reported for seven years in credit reports. The tenant can dispute the information on the report if there is incorrect information or if the info is more than seven years old. But even if the tenant comes through an eviction filing having won the suit, sometimes the black mark lingers, unfortunately and disturbingly. We've even started to see landlords deny applications based on the mere filing of an eviction lawsuit, she says. She says that in rare cases, court records can be made confidential, but an accurate record of eviction does not qualify. There aren't any great options, she says eviction need to find a landlord willing to look at the circumstances and give them a shot. Some landlords will take into consideration whether the debt was paid after the eviction or whether the tenant entered into a payment plan and is making timely payments. Or they might be swayed by the story of the medical issue or job loss that triggered the eviction along with a reference letter from the former landlord. I have also seen landlords rent to tenants with evictions if they will pay a higher security deposit, she says. Richards with Bean says, while tenants facing an eviction notice are challenging to help, her organization sometimes will write a check to the clerk of court to help squash an eviction proceeding. She says sometimes, however, it has gotten beyond the point where they can help the person remain in their home. Our highest priority is people that have received a three-day notice, Richard said, of the warning letter from a landlord that comes just before an eviction notice is filed with the court. So many people have never been in that boat before. They're just panicked that the sheriff is coming to take their stuff to the curb. Richards' organization has also been assisting people with utility bills to a significantly higher degree than pre-pandemic are just so stretched, she says. We have been truly blessed that our community has stepped up with funding because in order to keep someone in their home, what that payment 
is now compared to 2018 or 2019 is three, four times as much. Brennard said it's nice to move into a new place, but if the family cannot remain there because they don't make enough money, it becomes a mess. I mean, an eviction notice, it's a smear on your credit record. Then you can't go anywhere. While the Jacksonville Housing Authority and other Department of Housing and Urban Development funded apartments are options for those who have an eviction on their record, the Jacksonville waiting list for HUD-sponsored housing is closed. With 147,000 heads of household in queue. Bredard says her local organization has spent its grants and donations of approximately $22,000 per month trying to aid people who are behind in rent. With an average of $1,500 in rent, that's approximately 14 families per month helped by the society. So while the group has increased the grants it has received in the, past, in the last few years, Bredard says, It can only help a small sliver of Duval tenants who live on the east side of the St. John's River. But she says the caseworkers help as many people as they can with advice and financial planning. So hopefully tenants can stick it out longer. They also provide each tenant a list of other agencies and organizations who may be able to offer assistance. Amen. So, there we have it, saints. There we have it. If you thought you had it bad, think about somebody else. Somebody else's circumstance may be a bit more difficult than yours. Brother Marshall, we're ready to pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we don't always know how to pray. We're so grateful, Father, for the spirit of adoption. Because this, <clears throat> it may be challenging now, <clears throat> but Lord, because <laughs> we don't know what tomorrow holds. So, Father, we come boldly and joyfully before your throne of grace in time of need. In Jesus' name, because of the blood of the covenant, we ask for your immediate help, Father God, for all those in need. Like the, the the woman with three children being uh, kicked out of her apartment, not knowing what to do. We bind that spirit of fear. We bind the spirit of anger and rage running through the Chicago area. Satan, you and all your underlings are bound. All your underlings coming against all those we've interceded for are bound in Jesus' name because of the bloody covenant. In Jesus' name. Continually, instantly, and immediately. In Jesus' name. Father, we pray for all those in need, Father God, in Jesus' name. Because you said, if two of you on earth agree to touch anything else, it shall be done to my Father, which is in heaven. In all these different areas, including where the squatters are, are going in the, uh, what is it, Iscambia, Iscambia County, Florida, near Pensacola. Father God, and some people think this just kind of happened. It just kind of happened because a few people wanted to move up from Venezuela or some other countries. Um, but they don't realize 
that this was one of Satan's little plans to come steal, kill, and destroy. And our battle's not against flesh and blood. We love every human being created in your image. But some of the people who are acting, there's a lot of actors, not just in Ukraine, a lot of people acting and pretending to be legally elected or legally in, in the positions of authority, and some of them in this country apparently haven't even taken a legal oath of office, which they're all required to have. Otherwise, they're not really representing the people in, under the U.S. Constitution. They're representing some other, maybe their own personal selves or somebody whoever is giving the most bribes or whatever. I don't know. They're not representing the people. And that becomes more obvious. So, Father, we don't know what you can do with this mayor in Chicago. And those people that have been um, persuaded to uh, favor the homeless immigrants over their own homeless residents who've been there for a long time. What did we read? More than 68,000 homeless Americans in the city of Chicago. And many, many years ago, I went to a church gathering uh, primarily Puerto Ricans. A few uh, of, of the people in the church had a darker skin hue, but mo most of them were Puerto Ricans, Father God. And we we're walking through the streets in their not very fancy community, and there was something that sounded like a tire blowing out <laughs> to me, but to them it sounded like a gunshot. And they all ended up flat on the ground. And I was just standing there, standing there. They're all flat on the ground, prostrate. I think, well, instant humility. <laughs> no instant wisdom. So, Father God, there's a wisdom that people need, Father God, wisdom from above, not to be in fear, but to do what you want us to do. So, Father God, help the children of the living God to know what to do. We're supposed to be wise, serpent, harmless as doves. We're not supposed to be pointing our fingers at others, accusing them, you dirty scoundrel, not supposed to be living in anger and rage, because guess what? If we don't forgive every human being, creating the image of God, we cannot be forgiven. So, Father God, we have a very challenging opportunity here to lean on the Holy Spirit, like Pastor Sabrina did when she found her brother had moved and left his body behind. And so, Father God, we all have an interesting challenge. None of us are here forever in our earthly bodies. But while we're here, it's nice to have a place that's comfortable in Chicago, since I went to college near there. It is rather chilly in the wintertime. They call it the Windy City for a reason. Mm -mm -mm. The wind coming across Lake Michigan. Yes, indeed. Sometimes it comes the other way. But, Father God, the wind is very, very, and it, the temperatures there can easily fall to five above zero. Not, a, not, not, not rare at all. It can happen quite often. And, Father God, if they've already got 68,000 of their own people, Americans, whether they're paying taxes or not, I have no idea. Apparently only about a quarter of the, was it, three quarters of the people in this country pay taxes. That's what I've heard recently anyway, so I don't know. But, Father God, a lot of people that are paying taxes, they don't want to have to support people moving in from other countries that are encouraged to come here, not just a given cell phones and said, oh, we're going we're gonna to put you on a bus or put you on an airplane and send you up. And, and because the rest of the people that are living out on the street, Father, we ask for intervention adjudications. But I know life isn't necessarily, quote, unquote, fair. Because the people living in Venezuela in recent years, they've not had a very nice time. And why is that? Because they had the same nonsense going on down there, the same exact nonsense of, you know, the, 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 the currency being challenged and the, the government being very, very corrupt 
with uh, trying to bring in Marxism or communism or super-duper socialism, whatever you want to call it, where, oh, we need to just give everybody whatever they need, and the people that have, they're not going to have much very long because they're going to be just squished, like the, the older lady in, um, near Pensacola who had all these squatters there threatening her with their machetes and all that. Father, we ask for adjudication in all these different situations, Father God. So what can we do? We ask for your wisdom. We ask for your angels to watch over us. Protect that lady, Miss Gibbons, whatever her name was, in that in that area where the squatters were, Father God. We ask for adjudication in every one of these situations because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That, all the fullness. The people that are visible, that are created by you, that are real people, the people that are visible, that are maybe walk-ins, they're not really human beings anymore. Maybe they're... Um, Psychopaths, people that absolutely have zero compassion. Some very uh, important leaders in different areas, in corporations and public sector, are psychopaths. Apparently, they just have no compassion. They just want what they want when they want, kind of like a crocodile or an alligator or something. They just want to have their food and their sexual pleasures, and they don't care what happens to anybody else. And Father, that's kind of the opposite of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're supposed to love one another. These the main commandments, to love God with everything we've got, and to love our neighbors ourselves. And so, Father God, we thank you for the church that tried to bring food to the homeless. That's nice of them to want to think about that. But what about the lady who lived there, Father God? Did she want to encourage them to stay? My mother-in-law is such a sweet little lady. She, she used to try and, and feed a cat that came up on her porch all the time. But then the cat wanted to stay, <laughs> speaking of squatters. And that was just one little cat, a stray cat, because she was compassionate. And it's nice to be compassionate, Father God, but there's a balance. And we've had friends, dear friends, and he had a job, and he had a little challenge getting a flow of income and couldn't pay the rent for one month, and his his record would have been blemished. But, Father God, the friends wanted to protect him from that blemish on his record, and maybe that's nice. But, Father, we ask that the people in Florida, they maybe change their laws, or they not make it not, not quite so impossible for the ladies or the people that are being given these notices to be able to at least see, to see a judge without having to dream up the money from somewhere? Because, Father, if this is happening now, the Bible talks about if what happens in the green was bad, what about happens what happens in the dry? What happens when the funding dries up the rest of the way? What happens when... Um, What's going on over in the Middle East has repercussions over here. What happens if those people over there uh, say, well, you know, we don't like these people attacking the Palestinians, and we're going to close the streets of Hamruz or whatever. We're going to cause oil prices to triple. Uh, How are they going to pay their their utilities in Florida? Maybe they don't need oil in Florida. Maybe it's nice and warm all the time. I think it gets a little bit cool in the winter, not compared to Chicago, but it gets a little bit cool. Some people think if you're down in Florida all the time, you know, 50 degrees can or 40 degrees can feel like really cold. But if you're used to five above, then 50 degrees is like putting on Bermuda shorts time. It feels pretty warm. It's just a matter of how the body adjusts. So, Father God, we ask you to help the people in this country, the human beings that are still human beings in their earthly bodies, to adjust and to know how to pray. So, Father, send your angels, warring angels, guardian angels, to watch over all of your children, including that lady who has the squatters on her property and all those people that are being challenged to be kicked out of their rentals, Father God, in Jesus' name. 
and calls the landlords to be prudent in who they allow to go in in the first place, in Jesus' name, and calls the lawmakers. Mm. Father God, send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction on those that still have a conscience, Father God, to maybe change the laws so people can be able to stand up for their own rights, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we ask you, Father God, to help the people, especially the people in Chicago. Dear God, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, you said pray for those in, in need, Father God. Call upon in a day of trouble, and I will deliver them that shall glorify me. Well, this may look like a, a day of need, Father God, for right now, but and it is for many, but compared to what's going on in some places in the world, this is a minor inconvenience. Some of the people in the West Bank, they have a much more serious problem, Father God. So, Father God, we ask for your help and adjudication for all the human beings that ever called upon the name of the Lord Jesus and draw many, many, many people to the Lord Jesus, many, many in the valley of decision, Father God, because you own the cattle on a thousand hills. And, yes, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness of God. So, Satan, you and all your underlings, all those other disembodied spirits, all your little fallen angels, Every one of your underlings, every spirit of greed, corruption, perversion, all the marine spirits, asmos, osmos, incubus, succubus, every one of your ungodly spirits, named and not named, bound and gagged, in the individual cages, locked in, locked in, locked in, gagged of every ungodly spirit, including all the spirits behind pedophilia, which may have helped uh, cause a wild increase in the number of these so-called illegal immigrants moving in, Father God, people being flooded into the country because they, they some people have a, have a rather ravenous appetite for little children, Father God, or young women, Father God, and sometimes young boys too, to deliver all the children. All those people being emotionally scarred through what's going on, Father God, including in the housing situation in every one of these areas, Father God. Help those people, Father God. Many, many people, some people, they're being challenged in just the basics, Father God. Well, you know, people can have health issues, and with what's going on with covid and what was planned was the so-called vaccine. They called it a vaccine, but was it a vaccine? They're still trying to push it for the children. It's never been shown to be effective for the children. And now, and now, Father God, people who want to look past the, the little glitz and glimmer of the politicians, they say, well, how come people that get repeated uh, boosters, they can't get health insurance? They can't get life insurance. I mean, why is that? Is that just a coincidence? Had nothing to do with the vaccine, of course. Of course. Because that goes against the narrative. So, Father, we bind every spirit of, of fraud and deception, every spirit seeking to kill, steal, and destroy. They've been trying to bring about a, a race riot. They've been trying to bring, bring about civil unrest in this country for a very long time. It worked pretty well in South Africa. It hasn't worked too well here. Well, now what do they want to do? Oh, how about a religious war? How about Palestinians versus Jews? How about something like that? Apparently, they're even having skirmishes in Florida, people pushing and shoving and, and all of that. Father God, it, tensions are rising. So, Father, we bind the spirit behind anger and bitterness and the spirits behind all those murders in Chicago and the spirits of all those shootings in Chicago and other area. And we thank you, Father God, for providing the Second Amendment for people to protect themselves and their families legally and appropriately, Father God, but some states, if you have an intruder come in and you shoot them, then you go to jail because you're not supposed to shoot anybody. 
even if you're just protecting your own property. I don't know about Chicago, but I know some states are like that, Father God. We ask you, Father God, for your divine help and intervention, Father God, for all the lawmakers making these rules, taking care of the immigrants coming into Chicago and not taking care of their own people, and those people making the rules in Duval County, and those people making the rules in this other county. What was it? Uh, Escambia County near Pensacola. We ask you, Father God, to send the Holy Ghost to all those people who are pretending to be legally elected. Maybe some of them are. Maybe then some of them actually care about the people. Sounds like maybe there are a few that do, which is very encouraging, actually, because this is supposed to be one nation under God pursuing life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. One, one nation, one people under God. The people are supposed to rule this nation, Father God, with elected officials doing the bidding of the people, not the bidding of the people who can give them the most bribes to the people that can give them the most children to play with or something like that. Father God, we ask for your help. Say, call upon me. And we're calling upon you. We take the cup of salvation. We call upon the name of the Lord. Father, help all those in need in this nation and all over your earth. The entire earth is yours. In Australia, in every nation, in Venezuela, Oh, dear Lord, in every single nation, in Colombia, all the nations all over the earth, they're all yours, Lord. All those nations in every area. And we bind all the spirits in every one of those leaders of Leviathan, heads and tails cut off, descaled, thrust individual cages, gags put in the mouth of every ungodly spirit seeking to kill, steal, and to destroy every spirit of Zeus, Every spirit trying to steer, steer, stir up war. Every spirit of Zeus is destroyed, whether it's based on uh, race wars, which they've been trying to do very well in South Africa, murdering all the whites because they just wanted to murder them, just whatever, uh, take their land. Every spirit seeking to kill, steal, and destroy. Every spirit of, of, of religious wars. Well, our religion is right. Your religion is wrong. Every spirit of pride, presumption. Like the Pharisees, they were just so sure they were righteous. Every spirit of self-righteousness. And I even went to Israel once, and I saw some of those rabbis, and they had their little underlings help elbow them in, trying to get to the so-called wailing wall. And they were not very nice to their neighbors. Love your neighbors. It's supposed to be in Leviticus. It's in there. I think Leviticus 18 or 19. They're supposed to love your neighbor. Uh, but maybe they're not really neighbors, because if they're not Jewish, you know, they don't count, right? They're like Palestinians. They're like, what, ants? You know, we've had little problem with ants sometimes. We claim all the benefits of Psalm 91, not just for the little minor pestilences, but all the true believers, Father God, we claim all the benefits of Psalm 91 for each and every one of us, whether the, the believers are in Chicago, whether the believers are in Florida, in any county, whether the believers are in every nation. Every nation, every region, even different authorities, whether they are in Puerto Rico, the Puerto Ricans that are in Chicago, or any place, Father God, or the, the, the Spanish-speaking people in Venezuela, the Spanish people, the Spanish-speaking people in, in Chicago, or wherever they are, Father God. We plead the blood of Jesus and all the benefits for all the saints, because you are no respecter of persons, those that are human beings that have said, I can't save my own soul. There's only one name under heaven given by which we must be saved, and that's the name of Jesus and that's how we come before your throne, Father God, because you told us we have to love our neighbors and believe on the name of Jesus. And that's no joke. 
We have to believe on the name of your son. And, of course, now they're trying to bring in the one world religion. And, when, of course, that big mosque in, in wherever that is in Jerusalem says that Allah has no son, which may be so, but Allah is not the creator of God. So, Father God, we ask you to help those people, the people from Islam, the people from every branch of, of every religion, including the Roman Catholics, the one who may play nicey-nice with the Muslims, Father God, and, and the Pope calling them brothers and sisters, whatever. Father, we ask you to, to help the people to wake up to the global plan to bring in one world government, one world religion, one world everything, where everybody is just a little ant, a little peon that has to do what the overlords say. It sounds like um, back in the dark ages, back in, the, in those days when there were uh, a feudalist state, when there were peasants working on the land, and there was just the, the little king living up in the castle on the hill. And who knows how the kings were entertained back then, Father God, like the kings like to be entertained today. Remember, they didn't have uh, Internet, but they had a lot of other things to entertain them. Father God, little children or whatever. Father, we ask for your divine help. Save all the children, the children in Chicago, the children in Florida, the older people, the young people. Save all the people. You said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, shall be sozo. It says in the Greek, saved, healed, delivered, preserved, and made whole. And you said in the Old Testament, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered in Joel 2.32. So for Christ's sake, for the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you, Father, for sending your Son in your name. Deliver all those in harm's way in Jesus' name. We claim all the benefits of Psalm 91 over each of us, where each one of us are and will be, even those traveling, those traveling through the airport in Chicago. Maybe some of the homeless people are sleeping now. It's getting a little bit cooler up there, Father God, in the airport. We ask for your divine help, Father God, even according to Psalm 121. Those that are believers in the one true creator of God and all the saints, wherever they are, in every region, every area, in Jesus' name, whether it be, there are believers in Jesus in Israel, there are believers in Jesus in Palestine, there are believers in Jesus in every nation, Father God, including in Iran, Father God, maybe Iraq too, I think so. Father God, in every nation, Father God, Venezuela, I know there are believers, Father God, and, and definitely in China, Father God, where some of the believers are not treated very nicely there either. So we ask for your help, Father. You said that one of the promises you promised is persecution. I don't particularly love that promise, but it's one of the, but those who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. I think it says something to that effect. But Father God, help us get beyond just worrying about little nonsense, and we continue to cast our cares on you. And you said, he that dwelleth, we don't just visit there, we don't just hit the time clock on Sunday and then go do our own thing the rest of the week. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, and your Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Do we go into our prayer closet? Do we pray to our Father in secret? He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will save the Lord is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee. From the snare of the fowler, from the noise and pestilence, he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings thou shalt trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Because thou hast made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high of the habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Thank you for your obedient angels, Lord. 
And thou shalt tread, in Jesus' name, by the power of the Holy Spirit, thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, young lion, the dragon, thou shalt trample under feet, in Jesus' name. Satan, you and all your underlings are bound. Everyone of your underlings are bound, because Jesus says, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. You and all your underlings, named and not named, are bound. Every single one are bound, in Jesus' name, because of the blood of covenant. And we speak confusion, division, the enemy's camp, and every witchcraft curse coming from all those little covens and everything, we're eternally assembled on the head of spirits of sentence, do those spirits that tend to death. And we do speak blindness to us, I mean, mutinous to us, I mean, that we only hear what Jesus wants them to hear pertaining to all the saints. Thank you for hiding us in that secret place, hiding us under the blood of your covenant. Even as Pat Holiday said, if you're under the blood, they can't see you. And we thank you for hiding us there, Lord. We claim all the benefits of what is that, Job 28, 7 and 8, all the benefits of Psalm 27. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after. May dwell in the, in the, and I dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Hey, we're your house, Lord. So we hold fast the rejoicing of the hope, firm unto the end. We thank you, Lord. Even as Paul and Silas were praying and praising you, praying and praising you, Lord. So we thank you for hearing our prayers for Christ's sake. And you said uh, in Psalm 35, beginning at verse 4, let them be, those that are coming against your children, Father God, including that older lady who has, I don't know if she's given her heart to Jesus yet, but she certainly has a reason to. And all those people in the, in the streets in Chicago that are desperate, let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that devise my hurt, including those in political office that refuse to repent, Father God, if they're human beings indeed. And if they're not, replace them. You know how to cut about that, because when your name is near, your wondrous works declare you're able to raise up one and put down another. So we ask you to raise up those that need to be raised up and get rid of those that need to be removed, Father God. And if they can if they can repent and change, that's awesome because you got to give us each of us that chance. Let them be as chaff before the wind. Oh, we know what happens to the chaff. It goes into the fire. Let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let their way be dark and slippery. Let the angel of the Lord persecute them. For without cause have they hid from me their net in a pit, which without cause they dig for my soul. And they've done this for a lot of people in harm's way, Father God. Let destruction come upon him as unawares. Maybe that mayor of Chicago might have a, a rather challenging time coming up unless she repents. I think it's a she, Johnson, whatever, Mayor Johnson. Let destruction come upon him as unawares. Let his net that he has did catch himself into that very destruction. Let him fall. Let Hillary find out what the fun camps are like. And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. shall rejoice in his salvation. All my bones shall say, Lord, who is like unto thee, which delivers the poor from him that is too strong for him. Yea, the poor and the needy from him that spoils him. Boy, is that verse appropriate. Thank you, Lord. In Psalm 35, verse 10 and verse 11, false witnesses that rise up, they laid to my charge things I knew not. They rewarded me evil for good to the spoiling of my soul. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting. So we do that from time to time. And we pray and we fast, and we pray for those who despitefully use us and ask you to save the souls that can be saved, Father. My prayer shall return into my own bosom. I behave myself as though I had, as though he had been my friend or brother. I bow down heavily as one that mourns for his mother. But in mine, but in mine adverse, adversity, they rejoice and gather themselves together. Yea, those from the WEF and all these people behind the scenes, the little global elite, the Committee of 300, the Pilgrim Society from England or wherever, they, the abjects, gathered themselves together against me, and I knew it not. They did tear me and, and cease not. With hypocritical mockers and feasts, they gnashed upon me with their teeth. 
Lord, how, how long will thou look on? Rescue my soul from their destruction, my darling from the lion. All those that are your darlings, King Jesus, for the joy set before you. I will give, <clears throat> I will give thee thanks in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. Let not them that are mine enemies wrongfully rejoice over me. Neither let them wink with the eye that hate, hate me without a cause. And they had little secret club meetings, Father, got the Masonic Lodge. For they speak not peace, but they devise deceitful matters against them that are quiet in the land. Yea, they open their mouth wide against me and said, Aha, aha, or I have seen it. Thou hast seen, O Lord. Hmm, all things are naked and open to your eyes, Lord. Thou hast seen, O Lord. Keep not silence, O Lord. Be not far from me. Stir up thyself and awake to my judgment, even unto my cause, my God and my Lord. Judge me, O Lord, by, judge me, O Lord my God. According to thy righteousness, let not them rejoice over me. Let them not say in their hearts, ah, so would we have it. Let them not say we have swallowed them up. Let them be ashamed and brought to confusion together that rejoice at my hurt. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor that magnify themselves against me. Let them, sh- let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure and the prosperity of his servant. And my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and of thy praise all the day long. Even if we don't feel like we put on the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness, and we thank you, Lord, that you hear the praises of your people, and we thank you, Lord, for your adjudications in every one of these areas that Pastor Sabrina's read through, and we thank you for helping all the children, big children, little children, even the 30-something-year-old woman with the three children.